0: This is the voice of reason with Andy Hoosier. I'm starting to notice a trend that's going on on the micro level and on the macro level all over the country. And it's a pandemic that I think is worse than anything we've ever seen. And yes, that includes, by the way, the COVID-19 vaccine or the pandemic with COVID-19. There is a pandemic that is at the individual level that is being taught, that is being promoted, that is being uh, advertised, that is being conditioned at the federal level, teaching you how to deal with things on a daily basis. Welcome into the show. We have a lot to get to today. Holy cow, happy Friday to you. We're gonna keep it, well, no, no, not lighthearted. I was gonna say, we're gonna keep it somewhat fun and lighthearted today, but we have a lot of serious things to talk about today, so I don't wanna waste any time. Bottom of the hour, I am super excited about our guest coming up on the show today, as he is kind of a big deal. You heard of the name Kosh Patel. He's an American attorney, also a former government official, as he served as the chief of staff to the acting United States Secretary of Defense under President Donald Trump. He's the former security advisor to the House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence. He's also led some of the investigation on the Russiagate scandal with Donald Trump and the Russians. So we'll talk with him coming up at the bottom of the hour. What is the latest on that investigation with the Russian dossier? And uh, is Donald Trump really involved with this? We know it's not. But uh, what's the latest there? So we'll talk with uh, Kash Patel coming up uh, in just a little bit here. I want to have a little bit of fun with this, but I want to tie it into something kind of serious that I think needs to be addressed. The Alec Baldwin situation, I know what people laugh at it, they just shake their heads. We played the little clip where he says that he didn't actually pull the trigger. I think the big question,
1: and the one you must have asked yourself a thousand times, how could this have happened? You described it as a a one-in-a-trillion shot, and the gun was in your hand. How do you come to terms with that? It wasn't in the script. For the trigger to be pulled. Well, the trigger wasn't pulled. I didn't pull the trigger. So So you never pulled the trigger? No, 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 no. I I would never point a gun at anyone and pull a trigger at them. Never.
0: What did you think happened? (laughs) All right. We've played that clip. That played on 60 Minutes yesterday. Now, I did not watch the entire 60 Minutes. I tried to watch a lot of it today. It gave me like the first 15 minutes, but that was it. I couldn't find anything else. But I found it very interesting because while he tries to claim that he didn't pull the trigger, again, this is a silly argument here and a silly story. Do you, do we want to focus a whole lot of attention on Alec Baldwin? No. He's an idiot. It's stupid. We don't need to pay much attention to it. But there's a deeper resonating thing here that goes into the entire Democrat Party, the entire progressive agenda that's bleeding into society every single day. And I think it's one of the most dangerous things that we need to be concerned about. And that is accepting personal responsibility at the individual level. Accepting personal responsibility. Now, I remember as a kid growing up that my parents always said, you know, never lie because if you lie, then it's going to be worse. If you make a mistake or if you do something wrong, own up to it. Now, I fought that as a kid, and of course, like every kid does, they try to test those boundaries. They try to make up the stories, and then you realize that making up a story is difficult because then you have to build onto the story when things don't start jiving. Oh, I wasn't at my friends over here. I was studying homework. Oh, really? Then why were you over here at this time? Oh, well, and then you have to start making up the story to build upon the previous story that you made. And after a while, you come to a crossroads in your late teenage years. And I'd say that really because that's about the time where you're starting to become mature. You start being considered an adult. You have this crossroads that you have to start making a really tough decision. And that's either you continue to get better at making those lies, in which case you usually become like a politician or an attorney. (laughs) See what I did there? See, that's called the joke. guess we could do the rim shot, too. Or you start realizing, you know what, it's going to be a lot simpler, easier life for me if I just go down the road of just owning up to it. Yes, I messed up. I made a mistake. My bad. Let's continue on and grow from it, and learn from it, and move on and become a better person. You have that crossroad, and every kid goes through it. And as a parent, it's your responsibility to kind of catch them up on that and teach them that, hey, do you want your life to be really, really easy or really, really complicated? Because you can make it complicated, but you do it on yourself, but you can't play the victim. Again, that's another problem in society that's leading towards this issue. Or you could just say, you know what, I'm going to learn from this experience and become a better person at the end of the day. And I'll tell you right now, this is a vast generalization, but it really sums up the entire progressive, elitist, socialist agenda, is that they've chosen the very complicated path of life to never take responsibility for anything, to never learn their lesson, and to continuously repeat the same mistakes over and over and over again. I've told you the story of the little voice of reason jumping down and breaking her foot. And when we told her plenty of times not to jump off the stairs, guess what she did? She jumped off the stairs and she broke her foot. And my first response was, you won't do that again now, will ya? Because I'm not going to continuously try and coddle her when we've told her not to do the same thing over and over and over again. And she's learned. Now she doesn't jump from the stairs, does she? If a kid puts their hand on the stove, you don't do that. You don't do that. You take it off. You pull it away. And after a while, you're like, you know what? Burn yourself. See how well that works out for you. Now it's up to them and their mental capacity to decide whether they do it again or whether they learn from that. Hey, you know what? Oh, hot. Don't put hand on. It's a very easy thing. But. I've realized that the way you live your life and political ideology are parallel to one another. The way you view the world around you politically is exactly the same on how you interpret the world around you based on your lifestyle and your upbringing and how you view the world just in your daily lifestyle and your daily living. For example, this Alec Baldwin situation, I watched a little bit of it. Now, they didn't obviously play the clip where it's like, no, I didn't shoot myself. I didn't shoot and pull the trigger. But While he's the one that's being investigated right now, which he says he's not, and it's a complete fabrication, it's a lie. While he says that he's not the one being investigated, he does an entire 60-minute interview talking about the movie industry and how he's gotten away from the movie industry and how he doesn't do many movies anymore and how this movie, Rust, was the one that was going to bring him back because he fell in love with acting all over again. While he's under investigation for shooting somebody... He's taken the approach of I'm going to prepare my legal defense saying that I didn't pull the trigger and that I, Alec Baldwin, am actually the victim.
1: Everybody there was having a positive experience. People who are watching the show, people who are back home, you have no idea how unique an environment a motion picture set is. It's kind of there's an instant familiarity. The amount of care, these are people who are professionals, who have really good jobs in a field they love. And I looked at all these people and, and I see how hard they work. They're so hardworking and they're so Very conscientious. And, and you're around people and you're part of one of the great collaborative processes in the world, movie making. Everyone moving like a watch to get everything done and when you kind of, mar- I, I don't make that many movies anymore. Because movie making demanded that I travel and I didn't want to leave my family. All these movies I made, I stayed home. I didn't want to go. If I went away, I went away for a week to leave my family for four weeks and go shoot this movie. Shoot this movie. That was a big deal.
0: All right. Again, Andy, what does this have to do with the current events and some of the big issues of the day? This has everything to do because this is the mindset. What the hell is he talking about? He's in a 60 minute interview about a shooting and he's talking about the movie industry, how he's gotten away from it, how he doesn't love it anymore, how he fell in love with it again with shooting this thing and how, you know, he doesn't like to be away from his family, how this entire sob story about how he's the victim. Because he didn't pull the trigger from a gun that was in his hands that went off that ended up shooting somebody when he didn't notice any uh, any safety protocol issues that were happening when he trusted the people that were there and all this other garbage about how it's everybody else's fault except for his because he is the liberal progressive that can do no wrong because he would never point the gun at somebody and shoot him. Again a stupid example of a stupid story from a stupid person that did a stupid thing and doesn't like to own up to it you literally got caught with the cookie with your hand in the cookie jar and you're not owning up to it and now everybody is shaking your hands shaking their heads and looking at you saying, wow you're really going down this road wow you're this is the stance that you're taking this is the position that you have taken in this incident. I find it mind-boggling to be that delusional in society to never own up to a single thing. And then I realized, and the light bulb went on today, that, wow, as we've talked about it on the show before, this is kind of a reinforcement of that idea that we've talked about in the past, that progressives overall never take responsibility for their actions. And this is going from all the way back with Barack Obama and prior to, to where they literally preach it on the podium from the federal level to the entire mass of people in the United States that you are a victim. Nothing you do in society can change the fact that you are a victim. Nothing that you do on your own can actually take you up to that next level to be successful in any way, shape, or form. You are that victim. You are The world is evil and against you and that you need to play that victim because nothing that you do is wrong. I just got off the air with Armed American Radio, the great Mark Walters. I I jumped in with him, and there's a wild shooting going on with a, a story that you wouldn't even believe that happened in Michigan with a kid that went in and shot up the school, and the parents are involved. The parents that completely ignored the signs left and right, again, completely ignoring the fact that their child had a mental illness that seemed, at least from what we know, very evident that they did nothing about, gave him a firearm, and then texted him and said, oh, don't do it because you'll regret it later knowing that something could have potentially happened here. Not taking any responsibility. And then when they get busted because he did the shooting, because he's a crazy wild sociopath in some way, shape, or form, the parents go end up fleeing. This is happening all over the... We have a massive mental health issue in the nation... That we're not wanting to address. And while the Republicans have been screaming for years about mental health issues on the gun front, the, the Democrats, what do they say? No, there's not a mental health issue. It's a gun problem. Take away the guns. We'll all be fine. You can't be able to kill that many people because there's nothing you can do about the mental health when in fact they want and I'm saying this very boldly, Democrat progressive uh, progressive, liberal socialists want mental health issues in society because that way you cannot think for yourself. You cannot cognitively think about issues in a commonsensical, reasonable manner. You want divisiveness in the nation to be able to hate on each other based on a mental health problem. You want identity politics to ravage society so you can control the masses and watch the world burn. And I'm saying that very boldly. Progressives want this society. Barack Obama promoted it at the federal level by talking about how there's no mental health issue, but it's only about the guns. He wanted divisiveness based on identity politics. He wanted this type of scenario where you are a victim because of your race, because of your your skin color, because of your religion, because of your gender, because of your sexual orientation. You're a victim. Don't listen to anybody that says that you can actually be successful on your own. Play the victim Because you are never wrong. We have helicopter parents right now, unfortunately, that try to create the bubble for their children and think that they can never do any wrong. When the parents used to get a phone call from the school and say, hey, your kid failed a test, it used to be, why the hell didn't you study for your test? Instead, now it's, why did you make my kid fail by not giving them the information or going more lenient on them because they needed special attention? It's a weird world. And this bleeds all the way up to the federal level with what we have going on right now at this minute. I don't mean to be the Debbie Downer on a Friday, but I'm telling you, the, the world's crazy right now, isn't it? We have a bigger picture right now of inflation. We have spending issues. We have supply chain issues. We have crazy stuff going on at the federal level. And what's been the response from the Democrats? Well, the supply chain issue's always been there, which is why we need to pass the infrastructure bill. Not our fault. Inflation's always going to be there because of COVID. Not our fault. We're just going to spend money to exacerbate the problem and then say it's not our fault because we just need to create more social programs. Pawning off the issues completely ignoring their own responsibility in the issue i mean obviously you see a trend jimmy carter did the same stuff joe biden's doing and look at what inflation did then no 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 it's not jimmy carter's fault it was the economy's fault well ronald reagan lowered inflation by the first term in office by the first year in office no he didn't jimmy carter did that Never taking responsibility, passing off the blame, and then using it as an excuse to be able to gain their control for the issues that they started in the first place. It's a wild world, isn't it? With Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with the Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. helping you defend and preserve this great republic.
1: You're listening to The Voice of Reason
0: with Andy Hoosier. I want to give you some examples of just how lack of responsible these individuals are at the federal level while you hear the media, while you hear Joe Biden trying to praise the unemployment rate ticking down, as according to CNBC... The unemployment rate fell, from, uh, fell to 4.2%. That is a 0.4% decline month over month on the unemployment rate. That's good news, right? That's great. Everybody's praising it. The mainstream media is talking about it. You hear the news at the top and bottom of the hours on radio stations. You hear Joe Biden talking about, look at that, unemployment rate fell. Job growth was expected to be at 546,000 new jobs for the last month. Do you know how many they received? A grand total of 210000 For those of you on the slower end of the spectrum, 210000 is not quite 546,000 new jobs in the previous month. But instead of talking about how the jobs report came in well under expectations, like less than half of expectations, we have an unemployment rate that ticked down by 0.4%. All right, everybody's great. Now, again, these numbers just don't add up for anybody with a cognitive thinking brain. They can actually understand these numbers in some way, shape, or form. We realize that, yeah, we gained a little bit of 210,000 jobs. But we should also be upset not only with the lack of job growth, but also with the dramatic fall in unemployment as well. But the fact that it ticked down by 0.4%, we praise it not taking responsibility, saying, wow, what's really going on and why aren't jobs actually coming back? Maybe it's because we have vaccine mandates. We're trying to ram through the private sector and small business to tell people what they have to do for their own body. Maybe it's because we are not allowing the the ships to actually port, to actually dock them and ship them. Maybe we started a wage war saying, hey, you deserve $18 an hour, and if you don't get that $18 an hour, don't show back up. We'll just continue to give you your social programs and your unemployment benefits. But, hey, unemployment, that just means people stop signing up for unemployment. It doesn't mean that they're actually back in the workforce. You can't say that we're dramatically lowering unemployment while we're barely raising new jobs. The math doesn't add up. And they don't even want to talk about the people that have just given up. So what's going on? Again, the lack of responsibility here. They don't want to talk about the negative. They're going into a midterm election where they're dying they're dying. They have no support. Joe Biden's numbers are down. I mean, he's sitting there hacking up a lung, you know, trying to do a press conference, which is concerning because maybe he's got COVID. And when they mention it to him, no, 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 I just got a cold for my grandkids. All right, that's cool. But anywhere else in the workplace, if you hear someone hacking up a lung at this time right now, any day, if you walk into a public store and you start coughing, see how well that works out for everybody around you. They start losing their minds. Whether you're wearing a mask or not, especially if you're not wearing a mask, because then you're just willingly trying to spread around viruses. You're trying to kill people. I mean, this is really what it's come to now is if you get a cold, if you get seasonal allergies in the spring or fall times with uh, maybe hay fever or whatever whatever else is out there during the, uh, during the seasons, and you get a sneezing attack or you get a coughing attack because you're allergies, you are now promoting people getting sick and people start losing their minds. There is one state trying to figure out, was it Oregon? I think it was Oregon. Oregon right now is actually trying to pass a mask mandate for the state indefinitely. Meaning it's going to be there permanently because now there are some out there, oh, yes, that want a mask mandate all the time. Because then you can stop flu season and you can stop uh, the allergy season and you can stop the COVID season and you can just stop. If you just wear masks all the time. Then we'll never have to worry about illness again. That's why they tried to promote, well, it worked really great last year because we didn't have any cases of the flu. You guys did a great job of social distancing, not shaking hands, not giving hugs, not getting that human interaction, and wearing your mask. You did great. Did amazing. Didn't see a case of flu all year. Well, how come COVID cases were up? Well, because you guys were terrible at social distancing. You didn't wear your mask. You didn't social distance. You were hugging people. You didn't take our advice to stay away from each other and just isolated in your home. You guys were terrible, man. You can't have it both ways. Take the damn responsibility and realize that maybe your policies didn't work and you can try something different. Raising inflation, printing more money, your super, super smart, stupid people of quantitative easing is not the way to go to try to save the economy. And obviously your wage war against the private sector on minimum wage issues and spending in the private sector isn't bringing back the jobs like you thought it was going to do. Shocker, right? The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier.
1: When Reason Meets Radio, you're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome
0: back into the program. Thanks for hanging out with us today. All right. We got it out of the system. I'm feeling good. Feeling good. Let's get this party started. What do you say? Got to enjoy a little bit. It's got to take a breath. It's got to relax. It's got to have some fun. Welcome into the show. Radio TV live streaming and podcasting. Watching or listening, we appreciate you. You can find our live stream all over social media, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch.tv, also, the Instagram, TikTok, and ourfreedombook.com. And, of course, the website at reason.com. If you are watching the video, you probably see we're uh, connecting right now. We're working on the connection with uh, Cash Patel. Super excited to chat with him if we can get him on the line. We, we haven't done this in a while, but we're actually trying to live Skype uh, feed with him for a video feed if you are watching so I might give you a minute or two just to get on there. But as he's been uh, part of the investigation with this whole Russian collusion with Trump and with uh, the dossier and with all the stuff going on, we start to realize and understand, again, the Democrats, you want to talk about not taking responsibility. They don't take responsibility for anything, especially when it comes to something that they created as some type of scandal. Because why the heck would we actually take, uh, you know, take uh, responsibility for something that we created trying and destroy somebody's administration for our own political game? Funny how that works, right? So we're trying to get cash on on the uh, interview here momentarily. In the meantime, let's get into what's trending. What do you say? What's trending today? Real quickly, it's kind of a headline. Not sure if you're aware of this or not, but as we uh, go about this COVID-19 battle, are you aware that there is now becoming a federal vaccination database? Yeah, a federal vaccination database. Kind of interesting there. So I don't remember talking about this. I don't remember the news talking about this. Did the mainstream media mention any headlines? Not that I can remember. Now, I don't watch CNN. I don't watch MSNBC. I don't watch uh, CBS. I don't watch ABC. I don't watch NBC. I don't watch any of these. I go to their websites once in a while to see what kind of news is actually there for uh, for that. So I- I- I've never heard of it. They never mentioned it, but apparently uh, there were near 80 Republicans that even voted for it over the last few days of near. What was it? Uh, Trying to find the number. Uh, It was the Immunization Infrastructure Modernization Act, allowing $400 million in taxpayer dollars to be funded for immunization system data modernization and expansion. In other words, if you haven't gotten the COVID-19 vaccine, they're going to know about it. They're going to know about it. Come on, man. All right. I think we got him. Let's see if we can. Uh, I think we got this connection here. It's been, Again, it's been a while since we've done an actual Skype, so this is kind of exciting. But we do have him on the Skype, so let's transition this little screen over here. If you are watching the live video feed, which you can all over the social media, plus on the TV networks that we have as well. Super excited to have on the line with us here. He is the former National Security Advisor for the House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence as we continue to learn more information about this whole Russian collusion that Donald Trump was involved with, excited to have on the line here at Cash Patel with us. Cash, how are you my friend? I'm
2: good. Thanks so much for having me.
0: Yeah, I am Yeah, I'm excited to have you on here and uh, I appreciate the time very much. This is more stuff beginning to leak out, obviously kind of a day late and a dollar short before the election stuff, as we already kind of knew leading up to election time that this was a bogus claim. But this was kind of the mainstream talking point for years. But uh, for those that haven't been paying attention to the latest news lately, talk about what's all unfolding here with all this do- with the dossier that's been released and what we're learning through this investigation.
2: Yeah, I appreciate you. Being on Skype and hopefully you can hear me now. Look, if there's a lot to go through, but I think the best way to talk about it is get all your get all your audience to watch the movie The President, mm. which is available online. It's the number one document. It's a five-year of investigation in 90 minutes. It tells you what we did, as I did, when I ran the Russian game for Devin Nunes. And what's happening is what we knew happened happen, because we talked about it four or five years ago, that Hillary campaign paid for this dossier, hired a um, foreign agent to put false information to the FBI. They took that information, the FBI knows false, took it to a federal surveilled a presidential candidate. That's just the beginning mm-hmm. of the failure in leadership of the FBI and DJ. And it highlights the involvement of political campaign to go after and use the law and politicians to yeah. John Durham's on the move now. I report on on Yeah,
0: you're you're kind of Cash. You're kind of fading in and out there a little bit, just to give you a heads up. But it's fascinating now that we know this. This is confirmed. This is we're aware of this. The big question that's going to be as the investigation unfolds now is: Will we see some replications? Will we see someone get arrested? And will we see some type of? Uh, I, I guess some type of actual punishment happen, or is just going to kind of get swept under the rug after the investigation. We did our part, and then we just kind of move on about our day.
2: So I think what you're going to see is, and what you have seen is, the actions of John Durham, the Special Counsel. And I've talked about that uh, extensively before. Look, I used to be a federal prosecutor. He is working on the largest fraud, the largest criminal conspiracy in U.S. political history. Mm. I worked on cases that took two, three, four, five years. To prosecute. So he's in year two. He's issued three indictments already, and the indictments are very informative. He's already indicted the FBI's attorney who lied to the federal court to get a surveillance warrant. That individual is a convicted felon now. So that is an indictment of the FBI's involvement in Russiagate. Two, he's indicted the DNC and Hillary Clinton campaign's main lawyer, Sussman. And in that indictment, he breaks out who's also involved in this criminal conspiracy enterprise, as I call it, like the um, Fusion GPS's of the world, the Mar- Mark Elias's of the world, his partner, uh, Glenn Simpson, and so many others, like Jake Sullivan, Fiona Hill, the, all these new characters. And lastly, he's indicted uh, Andrew Denchenko Dan- An- is his last name. And why is this guy important for anyone who cares? He was Steele's main source in the dossier now he's been indicted for lying to the FBI. And, oh, what does it pertain to? The fact that he never provided Steele with any information um, for his dossier. So either Steele lied about it, Danchenko lied about it, or they all lied about it. And that's why I think it's a larger, grander conspiracy that um, um, John Durham's working on. But you can stay tuned and watch my show, Cash's Corner. I break it down every week on, uh, over on Epoch Times.
0: Yeah, it's Cash's corner. You can check that out. Cash Patel, he's the former National Security Advisor for the House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence. Moving forward, as we realize kind of the, uh, I guess, the holes, the, the Swiss cheese holes that are in the process here on how easy this was for them to do, starting with the Clinton campaign, the FBI that openly knew about it and took this, and the media running with it, is there a way for us to kind of close these moving forward and realize, I mean, have we cleaned out the FBI? Have we found people that were corrupt and that were openly doing this for political gain in some way, shape or form? And can we ensure that this is not going to happen again moving forward?
2: No, that's the, that's the, that's the main question. That's why we did the House the investigation under Devin Nunes is to one, find the problem and two seek a cure and a solution. And in the report, we put out a number of ways into which to prevent this to happening. But the main thing that the American people want right now is accountability, and that comes in the form of prosecutions by John Durham. Look, our investigation led to the firing or resignation of 17 Justice Department officials and the FBI. That's an incredibly high number for one congressional investigation and shows the power of Congress when it's directed to appropriately use its authority to provide oversight to the American people, unlike what's going on now in the kangaroo show they have down the street there.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, there but is that.
2: Other pe- the other piece of accountability comes in the form of indictments. I was saying that's what you're getting in John Durham. But you asked the key question: How can we prevent this going forward? How we prevent this going forward is you have leadership in place in the halls of Congress, the Senate, and ultimately the White House that align with our belief system, which is. The political system exists for the american people it doesn't exist for those atom shifts of the world to serve their service their own ego we cannot we cannot politicize the national security apparatus it hurts too many people i learned that and i protected against that when i was chief of staff at dod and uh, one of the main missions we're fighting right now is the media the bankrupt media and that's what we're doing at fightwithcash.com
0: i love it i love it now does this also bring up concerns about FISA warrants and how easy they are to actually be administered for a FISA warrant of this degree? And can we start closing that loophole up on that end as well?
2: Uh, look, I agree with you. As a, as, a, as a terrorism prosecutor who used the FISA process and found it invaluable, I'm the first guy to tell you we need it. I'm also the guy that tells you it's almost impossible to get one because of the work that has to go into it and the certifications you need. What happened in this case, in the Russia Gate case, and what John Durham's looking at, is you had people uh, in the FBI and DOJ lie to a federal court. You had a political opponent come in and buy dirty laundry that they knew was fake and submit it just to defeat a political opponent. That happens in third world republics, not the United States of America. But unfortunately, the reality is it did happen here. And the way we prevent against that is, again, same thing. You have to install leadership at the Department of Justice and the FBI that is above this type of politicization of the defense apparatus and the national security apparatus. And, and you need a media who's willing to report properly. And I'd love for your audience to take a moment and check out fightwithcash.com with a K because what we're doing is we're suing people across America, the fake news media, who've been defamed and deplatformed and we're providing them legal representation and we're providing them the means in which to hire lawyers on their own. We're cutting the checks. And fightwithcash.com has all my content, all my material, it's all free. Encourage you to do that, and we got great holiday merch that just went out there. And um, I encourage your viewers to check it out and help out the mission at fightwithcash.com.
0: Yeah, this is amazing. You're on the front lines of this, and we appreciate it very much because this is huge. I mean, you already kind of uh, hinted to this, but have we ever seen this level of corruption be exposed in any degree here in the U.S. before? I know we've had Watergate and other issues, but has anything been this bad before?
2: Look, in my in my opinion, I don't think there's it, Watergate was the worst. This makes Watergate look like a day at the circus. Yeah. I mean, this is the intentional abuse of the, not just the national security system, the law enforcement system, the Department of Justice, the FBI, and the intelligence community. Failures across the board because we let they, not we, some of the people in charge signed on like the Andy McCabe's of the world, the Peter Strzok's of the world at the FBI to politicize and take down an opponent that they didn't agree with. And that is the essence of what America was not created on. Yeah. It was created on this duly elected um, system we have in place and what we had you know, a victory on Donald Trump. And uh, we just uh, we're just now getting to it.
0: Yeah, we're uh, just now to, getting to it. I tell you what, Cash, we got to take a hard break. Can you stick over one more segment with us? Yeah, no problem. Awesome. I love it. we got to take a hard break here. When we come back, it's Cash Patel. Fight with Cash.com. Cash with a K. We'll continue this conversation in when we come back. Stay here.
1: With Andy Usher.
0: fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at whosyourreason.com. Again, reason.com. Go check it out. Why?
1: You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Oh, it goes
0: by way too fast. Welcome into the program, radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting, multiple radio stations, multiple TV stations, plus the live stream and podcast. Thanks for hanging out today. By the way, if you signed up, newsletter went out today, hoosierreason.com, H-O-O-S-E-R, reason.com. That grows every month, and hopefully you enjoyed that one. The blog will be up there on the website as well, so you can read that even if you're not signed up. You can read that one. Plus, we got some other goodies on there as well. We got just a few minutes left here, wrapping up the show. We're talking with Cash Patel. You can find him online, fightwithcash.com, as he is former National Security Advisor for the House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence. As the Russia Gate investigation continues on, and uh, Cash, I appreciate the time, my friend. This is interesting stuff. Let's go to the Trump side of this conversation. Obviously, they've had to deal with this, their entire administration, all the way from the beginning. Is there anything that Trump can benefit from outside of just clearing his name from all this? But outside, can they get anything out of this now that it's so late in the game?
2: Uh, I mean, obviously, election-wise, you can't go back in time and redo it. But what you can get is you can start restoring the faith in the tens of millions of people that put their faith in President Trump. And also, more than that. I'm sure if you told millions of voters across America what actually happened during the Russiagate investigation, which we did, but the partisan media buried, but they can't bury the work of John Durham, I think the American public would have changed, some of the American public would have changed their votes. And I think that if the information from the Russiagate scandal needs to be made public across the board. You know, outfits like the New York Times and CNN and all these clowns that got Pulitzers for writing the false Russiagate narrative are now coming out and doing this Mickey Mouse apology tour while patting themselves on the back at the same time and excusing the conduct of the FBI, Christopher Steele, and the Hillary Clinton campaign. That's a total political apology. It's DC nonsense that the American public just can't stand. And I think the more information that comes out and the more we talk about it, the more Americans are going to feel that some of those in government did the job they signed up to, and hopefully it won't happen again by putting those people back in power.
0: Boy, wouldn't that really be nice? But as you mentioned, I mean, there is an entire system that needs changing from the way that the FBI takes this from actually the corrupt politicians wanting to do this for political gain to the mainstream media that still doesn't even report this. I mean, this has been going on for a while now with the investigation and the media doesn't even want to cover it. How many people do you think are waking up to this and is this going to have an impact on the midterms next year, do you think?
2: Absolutely. And look, I. My fight with cash has now become a national tour. We go around the country and we talk to groups of individuals from Loudoun County, Virginia, out to the West Coast and Midwest. And what we hear constantly and most recently is that they are finally asking questions about Russiagate. They are watching the movie The Plot Against the President which is a must see to educate yourself on what happened. And the third thing is they are waiting for accountability and I keep telling them it's coming because that's what highlights this significant, this, this scandal the most is that the American government is able to hold culprits like Andy McKay, Peter Strzok, Lisa Page accountable in federal court for violating their oaths of office, their service to the American public And the more we talk about it, the better. And you can always find me talking about it. I'm happy to come talk about it. I was, look, I was the lead Russiagate investigator. I'm the one who exposed the scandal with Devin Nunes. So I've been screaming about it for five years, and I'm grateful for the opportunity to come on your show and talk about it some more. But I encourage people to stay with it at fightwithcash.com. And check out the movie, The Pot Against the President. You guys are going to love it.
0: Yeah, I love it. We got about 30 seconds here. And again, I appreciate all the time. But uh, real quickly, the Biden administration now, how much is Russia really still involved with things going on at this current time now that Trump's gone?
2: Look, Russia and China have been, and I, we've said this since the beginning, our biggest threat. And they continue to be our biggest threat. And in a national security arena, you can't politicize that threat. You have to go at them as your number one targets. And the Biden administration is just not doing that. Their number one targets right now are climate change. Just look at what's going on when you make the border not a priority. Look at what's going on in our national security. Look what happened in Afghanistan. And when I was chief of staff at Department of Defense, we made Russia, China, Afghanistan, Iraq our priorities and this administration is not.
0: It's one step at a time. We continue the fight, and you're doing it right there on the front lines, my friend, Cash Patel, former National Security Advisor for the House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence, leading this Russia investigation fight with Cash.com. That's Cash with a K. Fight with Cash.com. Uh, Cash, I appreciate the time very much, my friend. I'd love to get you back on the show again soon.
2: Happy to come back. Thanks for having me.
0: Hey, absolutely. Always a pleasure, right there. That's great stuff. We'll continue to get some updates from him as we go along. That does it for us today. It by way too fast. We need, I think we need three hours on this program. What do you think? <laughs> when we come back tomorrow, uh, no, it's the weekend. Never mind. When we come back on Monday, we got an entire laundry list full of great guests that we'll have on the program. Again, podcast up here in just a little bit as we try to expose a lot of this and keep up on what's going on with the latest current events. We'll have social credit score. Is it back? Yeah, I think it is. We had this Russiagate issue, the control from the government, and are we going to pay attention to it and try and clean up inside internally? It's a fight that we do every single day but i'm optimistic why because i'm an eternal optimist podcast up in a little bit be your own voice of reason it's time for you to speak up speak out speak loud speak proud speak the truth and always speak some reason this is the voice of reason i'm andy hoosier we'll see you on the radio on monday everybody have a great weekend